Welcome in to our Keeneland Select In The Money podcast for Saturday, October 15th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We'll take a look at the late pick four on the Saturday card that starts in race seven. But Jim, let's begin with the stakes race. It's the final grade one of the fall meet, the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup presented by Dixiana. Three-year-old fillies going a mile and an eighth on the Keeneland turf course. Uh, always a really fun race to handicap. And even this year without a big field, uh, you've got several, I, th- I thought, strong contenders in here. How did you see this one? Yeah, we had hoped to get 10 or 11 horses in this one, and we had three or four defections. They they either went to New York or one horse had a little bit of an issue on entry day. So we ended up with a seven-horse field. Um, I agree with your with your comment that there are some good contenders, but I took a stand in here on McCulloch. Um, Chad Brown ships this one down from Aqueduct and uh, had a nice – had a well, just to make this work over the track. Horse comes out of a mile and three-eighths race at Aqueduct at um, what they call Belmont at the Big A. And the Jockey Club Oaks Invitational and won by, by half a length, shortens back up to a mile and an eighth. Uh, certainly going to be fit. Tyrell Ortiz comes back to ride. And I think McCulloch scared, scared some people off here. Uh, some horses that were maybe mid-level, trying to get to a grade one. Uh, this one's already won a grade one. Won the Belmont Oaks Invitational back in July. So Trying to put another um, black type in her uh, arsenal, and I think I think she'll get it done here. Um, Gina Romantica, Romantica for Chad Brown is the second horse I would use coming out of the Grade Three Pebbles. This one though has not raced at the level that McCulloch has, and I think that will tell the tale in this race. Otherwise, uh, Brendan Walsh, New Year's Eve, uh, coming out of similar races, McCulloch. Handle this one fairly easily in the Belmont Oaks Invitational and also in the Saratoga Invitational. So I think um, Brendan has to go forward with this one. Didn't run that well at Kentucky Downs last time as the favorite. So I'm going to take a stand with McCulloch in here for, can you believe it, Chad Brown in the turf race. <laughs> what a shock that he, if he would win one yeah. of those. I thought maybe a mile and an eighth uh, she might be vulnerable to, to coming up just a little bit short, uh, thinking maybe she's better just a little bit longer uh and mainly it's you know it's even money on the morning line i'm going to try to find something else i ended up on new year's eve who beat mcculloch back in the spring at a mile and an eighth and um i think it was a mile and eighth anyways a shorter distance cuts back in distance here does new year's eve which i think will help her she's a son or a daughter of kittens joy whose offspring love this turf course and uh, i just thought uh, the, after those last two races, and, and even two starts back was just a head away from McCulloch. I, I just thought this horse beat McCulloch once, was finished right with her another time, and you're going to get a much better price. So I took New Year's Eve over the two Chad Browns that you mentioned. Bella Bell was second to Spenderella last time. If Spenderella was in here, she might well go favored, or she'd be very close. So I'm going to give that horse a shot on my pick four ticket. And then I'm going to throw in the one European invader, Paris Peacock. There's one... Uh, rule of thumb that says subtract 15 points off a time form rating to get a comparable buyer number. And if you do that, this horse would be around 90 or a little better, and that would be competitive in here. So I'm going to take a shot with uh, Paris Peacock on my ticket as well. Uh, let's go to race seven to start the late pick four, and it's two-year-old maidens going a mile on the turf. And this is the middle leg of the Keeneland Turf Pick 3 that starts in race 5. So, maiden two-year-olds, a mile on the turf, Jim. Who do you like in race 7? 
I narrowed it down to four horses. I like Wesley Ward. Um, I singled Wesley on uh, Thursday and did not work out. But he is uh, uh, trying to win the, the riding title or the uh, trainer's title again. And this one debuted in the spring at four and a half furlongs. Um, has a little bit of uh, turf pedigree and stretching out here at the mile, and at the mile on the turf. And I'm just betting Ashcroft because of Wesley Ward and the connections. Going to use Worthington for Mike Maker, second time uh, starter. Ran well at Kentucky Downs. Uh, got third in a in a big race there. Uh, finished behind um, Miranda Wright, who is also is only also eligible. List. I'm not going to include Miranda Wright, but I think if he gets in, you have to uh, have to consider him. Six missions from Rudolph Brissett and Flavian Pratt um, comes off a the same race at Kentucky Downs where. He did not run that well, and you never know about horses that don't like Kentucky Downs. He ran well at Ellis first time out, so give him a second chance. I also used My Sanctuary, first time starter for Ian Wilkes, with a long series of works, including some really good works at Churchill. So um, first time starter looks like it might be a good place. There's a lot of weak first-time efforts here. So I'm going to go um, four deep if Miranda Wright draws in five deep in the pick four. Thought I was going to sneak my sanctuary by you. I've got that one on my ticket, too. Six missions I have on top. Uh, I'm just going to forgive the race at Kentucky Downs and focus on that uh, nice debut behind the subsequent stakes runner, Private Creed. Nice-looking uh, turf sprinter. And then uh, Pratt riding kind of uh, helped seal the deal for me on six missions. Uh, Worthington was third in his uh, Kentucky Downs debut for Maker. A little bit of a wide trip, so... Got to have that one on the ticket. And my sanctuary, just on the uh, angle of Dynaformer in the pedigree, those Dynaformer offspring, love this turf course, especially uh, going around two turns, uh, and the longer the better. I'm going to use Ashcroft for Wesley Ward. And then uh, Hardly Choice, the two, just uh, Brian Lynch can certainly uh, win with a firster. And in a wide open field, I'm going to throw the two in as well. Go five deep when we get to the pick four. The second leg of the pick four, the eighth race, is a non-winners of two lifetime allowance for Phillies and Mayors three and up at six furlongs. I took a strong stand here with Scenic Masterpiece, fourth to CC last time out, and uh, CC would be odds-on certainly in here, and that race last time produced her best buyer figure. Uh, Napa Candy, uh, if you forgive the last race, had improving form for the Oliver Barnes, so I think uh, that one's got a shot. Cancel this with an 82 buyer at Churchill last month. Uh, could be a contender with a race like that, but I like Scenic Masterpiece a lot in here. How about you? Yeah, Scenic Masterpiece was going to be my single if I did not single McCulloch, but I'm going to use Scenic, Master- Scenic Masterpiece as my top pick. I'm also going to use Cancel This. Dale Romans um, has, you know, two for three in the money. He hadn't had many horses to run here prior to today, but uh, that Churchill race, uh, if she repeats that race, She's going to be right there. Uh, she's had a lot of chances. She's one for 12 lifetime, but three seconds and two-thirds. Uh, first time at Keeneland, and uh, she may fire for Mar- Martin Garcia, who's ridden her the last couple of times. So I'm going to take a stand here with Cancel This and Scenic Masterpiece. I think it's a two-horse race. Phil Sims' horse, You're So Silly. Uh, I had an 80 buyer last time out breaking her maiden, but these other horses have had a lot more experience than this one. So I'm going to use... Um, just the two horses here in the eighth race. Let's move to race 10. We've already talked about the ninth. Race 10 wraps up the pick four. Starter allowance, three and up at six furlongs. 
how'd you see this one? I thought this was wide open. Uh, I think Feast is going to be the favorite here, and Luis Saez proved again on Thursday how good a rider he is. He he, he outrode uh, a young uh, jockey down the stretch just to will his horse to win. So I think Feast is a deserving favorite here. He might get some pressure on the front end from a couple of the cheaper speeds. Uh, Beverly Park scratched out of a race on Wednesday to get in this race, and Norman Cash has this horse ready, and I mentioned it on our podcast the other day. The horse is 21 for 40 lifetime, has raced 23 times in 2022. I wish I'd see more horses like this. Just every two weeks, this is like clockwork. So, um, got to pull for Beverly Park. The Queen's Jewels for Van Berg and Giroux on the outside, coming off a really good effort against Beverly Park at Churchill last out. And I think I think he fits just on those figures. And then Alexandros, um, 12 to 1 on the morning line. I'm going to forgive that last effort at Churchill where he was close to the pace with Beverly Park and Queen's Jewels and gave it up in the stretch. But if you go back to his uh, races at Churchill last fall and early winter, uh, 87 buyer fits right here as well. So Alexandros at 12 to 1, I think, is worth a shot in here. Ultimate, um, uh, really obscure connections a little bit for Tim Martin and um, the jockey Jordan coming out of Prairie Meadows, but an 86 buyer. So I'm going to throw that one there. I think you can go deep as you want to in this race, but I'm going to stick with those five, I think. I have Feast on top, same top three that you have. Uh, I added uh, Don't Forget from down on the rail. I just thought probably more of a hit-the-board candidate than win, but the horse does have eight victories. And then Montauk Daddy, the five, just on the angle of uh, claimed by the Joe Sharp barn, and uh, I think he's a, a sharp trainer and uh, I think uh, can uh, improve a horse. So I'm going to throw that one on my ticket as well. So we are to the pick four. I have a $62.50 ticket, two, four, five, seven, eleven to start in the maiden race. I'm singling scenic masterpiece. Then, uh, and I think you would agree with this, if you don't go McCulloch and single like you're going to do, then you probably have to go deep, which I'm going to do, which is two, four, five, six, seven, using almost all of them. And then one, five, seven, ten, eleven on the back end for a 62.50 ticket. How about you, Jim? I'm going to give you a budget ticket today. I'm only going to go four deep in the first leg, four, five, seven, eleven, two deep in the second with two, five, singling McCulloch, the six. And then going five deep in the finale, two, four, seven, ten, eleven. That's only a twenty dollar ticket. So Hit play it twice. multiple times, maybe. Yeah. yeah, twice, three times, whatever. So uh, that's a cheap ticket. But I think the two legs in the middle, I really feel like are going to chalk out. So if you want to just do, you know, single my horse and single Tom's horse, and the other leg, um, perhaps go all single, single all. That's yeah. another way way you can do it. So twenty dollar ticket, four, five, seven, eleven with two, five, with six, with two, four, seven, ten, eleven. I think the spectacular fall meet weather is going to continue this weekend and getting a little uh, rain that has been needed, but it's coming overnight. And so that's uh, for the most part, and that's been uh, good to help uh, get a little more give into that uh, turf course. So uh, see how, see if that affects how the uh, turf course has been playing as you do your handicapping. Best of luck on the Saturday card. We'll be back for another edition of the In the Money podcast to take a look at the Sunday card, which is headlined by Philly and Mayor Turf Sprinters in the Franklin County. And that'll be coming up on Sunday on the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.